Hey, y'all. What's up? It is Samantha back with the paid podcast. Base boss. Base box podcast. <laughs> um, church day just passed. Actually, right now for me, it is coming up. I am currently sitting in the parking lot of Walmart getting my first pickup contactless pickup that I've had during the pandemic. I know a lot of people have been doing this, but I've just been going into the st- I've been running out of food and or other things that are necessary. Either borrowing them from my neighbors or just going without until I finally go to the grocery store. And then, of course, I spend, like, way too much money because I needed way too many things. So, um, anyway, there was this rebate thing on Ibotta for Walmart. And I was like, I fucking hate Walmart. I'll go in the Safeway, but I do not want to go in the Walmart, especially the one on Thomas and 40th Street. I don't know. It's just ghetto. Um driving up, I see, uh, like, 50 men outside Home Depot, like, looking for work, so that's something that was pretty impactful to me, um, then I started thinking about Thanksgiving and how usually it's full of artists that are from Phoenix coming back and, um, spending time with their families, a lot of, like, Dope shows go down. We spend a ton of, a ton of time with friends. Um, I remember there was this party called Red Monkey that was always on Thanksgiving, um, and it's just it's just sad. It's sad. Um, my sister's gone, which I spend with uh, oftentimes for Thanksgiving. My parents are gone. Uh, it, except for my mom and my brother, and they live in Maricopa, but uh, I just moved into a new apartment last weekend, so that is exciting news. It was, of course, a pain in the ass, as moving usually is, but I am in a bigger place. I am happier. Um, I have more space for my animals, Uh, so I'm going to have mom over, and she's really good at feng shui, and organization, so I just have a few boxes of just random shit that she'll be able to help me kind of consolidate and uh, put in places that don't have places yet. So uh, I just wanted to jump on because I was having all these mixed feelings. Um, I am looking forward to, me personally, this is so dorky, I'm looking forward to the boxing match. Tyson and Jones should be cool. Um, I'm sure this will absolutely probably come out afterwards. Um, So it'll be interesting. But uh, let's see. I have my – I'm mainly excited because of Jake Paul, which I'm a nerd. I know. I'm not 12 years old. Whatever. Fucking sue me. I don't care what I – I like what I like. It's entertaining. So I'm hoping Jake Paul wins against Nate Robinson and – um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to say Tyson. Um, additionally, I am going to hang out with uh, two or t- two of my best friends, and they have a friend in town. 
this weekend. So I'll get a little bit of social activity in with the BFFs that I hang around uh, often anyway. Um, I do have a good story for you guys. Brandy Lucero, who is also on the Cyber Groove team, helped me get a couch for my new apartment. Um, and it turned into a uh, five-hour adventure. So I have a Volvo SUV, and I've gotten uh, couches into my previous Nissan Rogue. And so I w found this couch. It was um, through – my mom found it on Marketplace, but we I, she noticed that we had a mutual friend, which was my sister. <laughs> so I was like, well, at least maybe this bitch won't be nasty and have bed bugs or whatnot. Um, so we went, um, so the, I was trying to get people to help and everyone's busy of course. And I had just moved. So I was just exhausted and I kept putting the girl off and she was so kind about it and patient. And so, um, we, I caught, finally got a hold of Brandy and I'm like, Hey, can your mans help me like get this couch? I, I see that it's a couple streets away from you in Mesa. I'm downtown Phoenix, and she's like, actually, he works a double, but I'm willing to help you. Let's do this shit. And I'm like, okay. She's like, we don't need no man. So we get to the girl's house. Couch doesn't fit into my car. Um, so I'm like, fuck it. Like, I've been putting off this couch. I've been, you know, practically begging people to help. Um, and so let's get this U-Haul, and let's get a U-Haul and just get the, get the fuck to my apartment. So we get the U-Haul. We get there, and I try to, like, I realize I don't have my driver's license. So I try to finagle away to, um, I had a picture of the front, but I didn't have a picture of the back. So um, as I was walking out of my apartment originally, I found out that the key that I had put on my keychain wasn't the key to my house. So I ended up locking myself out, which I knew I could get in because some of my windows are open uh, since it's so nice. So I had to have my neighbors crawl through my fucking window and then get my driver's license and take a picture of the back of it because I didn't have a picture of the back, only the front. Um, so we finally, uh, I used actually used Brandy's, the back of her driver's license, um, but then it finally uh, unlocked the, the like key to let us get the U-Haul truck on the property. Well, somebody had, it had just been rented out like five minutes prior to me trying to get it. How does that happen? If I reserve it, then why? So I had to go in the store. Like, what if I was paranoid as fuck? Like, why? Anyway, I had to go in the store, and then we had to fuck around for, like, 30 minutes and use Brandy's driver's license. And uh, finally, we got the fucking truck, and then it went, uh, I had gotten some straps, too, that day. So if you need any straps, hit me up, and you're in the Phoenix area. I got some freaking, I don't know, just tie-down straps. So <clears throat> then we drive the couch, um, and then I pull in front of my apartment in the grass, and we go inside to get a drink really quick, and I left the keys on <clears throat> the seat and with my purse, but it was right in front of my house, like, I don't know. Anyway, we come, and Brandy had been yelling at me while I was in the bathroom. I think I was shitting, to be honest with you, so I was just, like, dismissing her. She's like, hey, did you, get, you know, get the keys or whatever? Did you lock the door? And I'm like, "What? Well, yeah, whatever, whatever. So uh, we go out to get back into the truck, and it's locked. 
And I'm, I was thinking, like, where is my purse? Should I be grabbing my purse? Like, did I leave it in the truck? So we're, I'm like, did you lock us out? And she's like, I asked you about the keys. And I'm like, but I just left them. I didn't lock the door. I just left them on the bench seat. Um, and then my neighbor comes out laughing with my purse in his hand and the fucking keys. So I thought that we had been locked out when, indeed, we had been locked out, but not by ourselves. So then we get back, we return the U-Haul, and right as soon as we return the U-Haul truck, I get this phone call, and it was a Denver number, and it's like, I was like, uh, this is a Denver number, that's weird, that's suspicious, and Brandy's like, well, maybe it's U-Haul, but before when they had called me, it popped up and it said U-Haul as the caller ID. So I answer the phone, and it's Macy, and she's like, hey, um, I need you to bail me out of jail. And I was like, what? She's like, I need you to bail me out of jail. I was like, okay, well, let's not talk about what happened. Um, bailing someone out of jail isn't really a thing. You kind of just wait till you're released for, like, minor offenses, and I knew she didn't do anything too bad. Um I said, don't worry, you'll be fine. They'll release you in the morning. Um, you know, just give me a call when you can. It'll be okay. And then everyone starts laughing in the background. And come to find out, it's this show or this uh, freaking card game called Do or Drink. And I guess instead of drinking, she decided that she was going to call me. She's supposed to call your parents, but I guess it was like 8.30, and she was too scared to because she's kind of a little wiener when it comes to our parents, but they expect more from her than they do from me. Um, anyway, so that was uh, my Saturday in a nutshell. Uh, and then Sunday, Saturday night, I was able to organize my apartment. But, uh, yeah, that was quite the adventure with Miss Brandy. Um, so today, no, not today. This week, we have uh, a guest. Uh, and it's the first guest that I don't personally know. So this is going to be kind of cool and exciting. Uh, our guest is Divinity. Um, she is on our label. She's one of our newer artists, and I'm excited to um, get to know her and, uh, yeah, do the damn thing. So welcome uh, to our podcast, Miss Divinity. Just a follow-up. Um, so I did want to mention what's going on with the agency uh, and follow up. I hope you all had a good turkey day. Um, I did. My mom came over and killed it. She made my apartment beautiful. And then uh, update on the fight. Nate Robinson got knocked the fuck out. Um, always be checking out our socials. Uh, right now we have on cybergrooveam.com forward slash news forward slash news Tuesday Tuesday was just released 
and King Koopa put out a CG radio sessions. My girl Arietta uh, put one out just last week. Another Tuesday, Tuesday. Lock vibe. Another uh, mix. Uh, Intrinsic, who I know from back in the day. Some more Tuesday, Tuesday. We have another guest mix from Nick O. Uh, Chill Will. And I believe that might be it for now. Let me check this one out. Um, Ace. And I believe we talked about S. Doobie last time. So, yeah. Check everything out on our news page and listen to some tunes. Our Tuesday Tunes Day are always new releases and mixes that are put out by our artists. Check out <clears throat> our socials. And as, as, as usual, always be following our socials. I did create my new Bass Box podcast uh, fan page, so make, sur- make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, Facebook, we are CG Agency. Insta, Cybergroove AM. Twitter, CG Agency. And if you likes what you hears, then like and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, and here we have my new friend, Miss Camille, aka Divinity. Um, well, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to this interview. Yeah, absolutely. It's really exciting. Um, this is my fourth podcast, so we're just like getting started. Um, I've interviewed Chelsea uh, and. Emily and my sister is actually a DJ. Um, so I interviewed her. So you're our fourth guest and awesome. you're our first artist from our roster. So that's really exciting. Uh, it we is. appreciate, yeah, we appreciate you taking time. I know over the holiday weekend, we had a few back and forths, but I'm glad that we got to touch base today. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I don't know much about you. Um, you are kind of one of our newer artists. I don't yeah. know a lot about um, many of our bass music artists. So I've been doing a lot of research because I just got uh, kind of recruited to Chelsea's team, um, which is awesome because I have actually been, I'm more knowledgeable in dubstep more than I am drum and bass although I like oh, drum sick. and bass yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> drum and bass more but like my ex and I we met at a dub a dubstep show so we like just had a lot of dubstep things in common and like my du- my dog's name's dub <laughs> oh so, that's so cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah you might hear him he's about he's a boxer and then I have a little dog named Dizzy um but yeah I just dubstep's my thing so it's perfect that Chelsea brought me on to her team so I'm excited she we're really excited that we have a female dubstep artist as well hell so. yeah yes me too I feel like yeah. that's definitely a new wave I'm seeing a lot more come up and I'm just glad to be a part of the process and kind of show everyone like let's go like we can do this too let's get on board and let's get that <laughs> let's yeah go. that's cool so when did you like start partying or like going to shows 
Yeah, so I actually started back in high school. I'm 24 now. So back in high school, I had a best friend who actually was a promoter down here in Florida. And she would always just show me like all these random shows. I'm like, I'm down. Let's go. Let's go. So we would just always go and find these underground artists. It all started um, with let me see the first show I've ever gone to. I can't even remember because I didn't even know who it was. I just remember it being sick, but it was um, <laughs> like more big room. And then I was like, okay, cool, cool. This is like a while ago. And then I started getting more introduced to like, you know, Borgor, Skrillex, you know, this is, I mean, I've already known Skrillex at this time and UKF dubstep and everything from a while ago, but as as regards to my first show, it would definitely was not dubstep, so it's funny. But then once I got introduced to more dubstep artists, that's when it just all changed for me. I just could never go back. I, you know, I enjoy all kinds of music, especially like electronic music wise. I was never really a big room person, but I kind of would just go because my friend would just get me get free tickets. But once I got into like the more heavier stuff, I was like, this is it. This is my exactly what I want to do. So it started there. And then when I saw Excision Live, of course, the Paradox Tour, that was insane. I was like, I can't imagine being able to perform this live and then just have the effects and the visuals and the you know dancing dinosaurs just everything the whole you know experience was just definitely uh life-changing and then I started getting more into like funk case cookie monster all of never say die and everything disciple so it just kind of snowballed from there and I've just been in this dubstep hole for a while I've, I haven't you know I still listen to other stuff on my free time for sure but I'm definitely all all in <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of us, like our friends introduced us and they introduced us like with what they were into. But then you once you find like your niche or like your genre, then it just like you just start spiraling into this rabbit hole of like that genre. Um, When I came in, I started listening to like Electro or Florida Breaks because yeah, the the guy that I dated, um, he played Florida breaks and then I went to like a planet of the drums show uh, and I lost my shit to um to drum and bass and this was before yes. dubstep was even really a thing like my first party right. was two, 2005 um, right 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 so then like my friend I'm not sure if you're familiar with sluggo but he's like one of my best friends and so he started making dubstep as ultra black with his buddy Brian who also lived in Phoenix. So yeah, so I've been watching like dubstep progress the whole time. And then my sister, I tried to get her in by showing her, you know, the music I liked. And then she found house music. So she's a house DJ, which I tried, you know, I tried to bring her in with the bass music, but she wasn't into that. She got into house, you know what I'm saying? So it's cool how everyone like you're brought in, but then you find (laughs) your shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because Because I've kind of known about dubstep for, you know, before Skrillex. It was actually funny. I found it on like a Pandora radio station by accident because I always kind of like electronic music in general. Just, you know, I just put a radio station and (laughs) Skrillex popped out and I was like, what? Like, I've never heard anything like this in my entire life. So I just kept going and searching for it. This was even before I went to those shows. So, um then I started getting into UKF and then that's when it really hit that I really liked it. But it wasn't until I saw it live that I fell in love with it and could never go back because I always genuinely enjoyed it, but it was 
oh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It was just like, this is sick. Never heard anything about this. Never heard of this, uh, you know, sick. But then seeing it live, I feel like that's just always for me. That's how I would get somebody who doesn't listen to bass music. Let's say I would just say, just come, <laughs> just come to yeah. the show. And, you know, you always have to try it once. Well, back in the day, like when there were like actual raves or even festivals, I guess there are, you can go to like one stage and there's, you know, a different type of music than that's at a, another stage. So if like you bring yeah. a friend, then they'll be like, oh, you know, I kind of like this kind of, you know, music and that's cool. Um, I have a question for you. So where in Florida do you live? So I'm in central Florida, so near um, Orlando. So it's like 30 minutes away from the beach, 30 minutes away from the city. Um, I've actually been in LA for the last three years, but since COVID and everything, I was supposed to stay here after my lease ended for like a month. <laughs> and it ended up, you know, things started changing because once COVID happened, I'm like, you know what? It's better to just stay here in Florida than California at this time. Sure. Um, so have you done ultra before? I haven't, but I've been to Sunset, Okeechobee, EDC, Orlando. I haven't been to Ultra, although that does sound fun. Since I was in Central Florida, I went more to the ones near my area. But, um, you know, I've had people that have been to Ultra. I know, you know, a friend that works there. So, you know, I definitely want to in the future. But as of right now, I haven't, no. Yeah. I went in 2011, and it was so fucking crazy, like, I met I met Skrillex, I met Scream, I met Banga. Oh my I met, god, I was that's so out, sick. I, and I don't want well, I was hanging out with Datsik and his girlfriend. And then but yeah. Excision like we were in Datsik's hotel room with Excision and Scream and Bang. Like it was fucking that's insane. That's iconic. Because, <laughs> yeah. There's a picture of my best friend sitting on this on the bed and she's watching Excision, Scream, Banga, and somebody else but they're all having this com conversation and i uh captioned it i wonder if they're talking about dubstep um so that's <laughs> hilarious but i would that definitely is. encourage you because they have like all these side parties that are so like intimate um, yes where like these djs are just playing at this bar you know what i'm saying like yeah you can just walk up to them after their set and be like yo what's up like yeah definitely yeah, recommend that, that that kind of reminds me of the this organization called the Space Yacht. They run yeah. a lot of underground shows here and even like Wasted. So I, I kind of had my fair share of, you know, meeting artists backstage just because they're backstage and, you know, whatever. Like I know somebody who knows them or vice versa. So it's, it's really it is really fun when it's more of an intimate crowd. That's actually my favorite. I love, yeah. you know, the big crowds, but something just about the very intimate like low-key underground shows that everyone there you can tell it's not just to you know party, party. and get messed yeah. up but it's like no they're fully 100 percent invested involved and passionate about it and it's, it's just a whole different energy and i think my my favorite festival that i've ever been to i haven't been to lost land so i don't want to count that because i'm sure that might have been <laughs> if i've been that probably would have been my favorite but um electric forest was definitely an amazing experience out in Michigan. We actually road tripped from Florida here and a couple days to uh, Michigan. I forget, I wasn't driving, <laughs> but it was definitely an adventure to just, you know, go on a road trip and then go to Electric Forest. Everybody was just so, 
it was just more of a home festival than more of the other festivals I've been to that are just like crazy and wild. It just still was, but it's just a different environment completely. I don't even know how to explain unless you you've gone, but I'm sure you've been to many of these kind of shows or festivals and it's just something else, something about it. Yeah. Um, e forest looks really fucking cool. I definitely would put that on like a bucket list. Um, I go to, um, I spend all my money on Holy ship or, uh, friendship. So I've been five times. Um, that sounds really fun. I've always wanted to go to Holy ship. (laughs) Yeah. Every time you go, you're like, I spent so much money. Like I'm not going next year. It's like this joke between all of the ship fam. And then you end up like, fuck, well, I got a fucking cabin this year. And then you do it the next year. And then you just, (laughs) or like, you don't plan on going. And then something happens and right before like people make payments for the whole year and then yeah like right before it happens you like spontaneously jump on and all your friends are like yeah like I didn't think you were gonna come <laughs> um yeah but also I uh go to Dirty Bird uh Yay, camp out, that, that's which awesome. is really yeah. yeah intimate like electric forest I'm sure um, it it, it kind of reminds me of um, I saw Claude Von Stroke um, mm-hmm. and who else did I see? Uh, Justin Martin and I'm just thinking. I of have Dirty a Bird, small. Guys. I have a small obsession with Justin Martin. Yeah, I, he's um, sick. <laughs> <laughs> every time I see him, I like put my phone up and I write uh, something on it. Like I'll ask him to pl- I'll ask him to play a track, one of his tracks, or I'll say like hey it's me again so he like he's like oh it's the fucking girl with the kit with the phone again <laughs> so he like sees me at every party that I go to that he DJs That's at so funny I'm such a stalker anyway sorry go ahead <laughs> no you're fine you're fine and I'm there are there not like 10,000 people here right now because it was just yeah. such a sick sick set but yeah I, I definitely dabbled around in electronic music with like a lot of different genres and even like Dirty Bird is sick but definitely dubstep right now is kind of just taking my taking over my life (laughs) yeah I really like Dirty Bird because they they do bring bass to like camp out and they are they start they all started from drum and bass so like their releases are so like bassy because they're coming from (laughs) I just like I mentioned I live downtown Phoenix so there's a lot going on outside a lot of the time um I don't live on guard (laughs) yeah they're like it's cool um, the manager or the owner of the property is like, I like that your dogs like <laughs> kind of protect the area. You know, hey, bro, right. chill. But it's <laughs> uh, it is hard when I'm trying to record podcasts. So <laughs> let's Aww. see. Um, all right, let me get back in my mode. I'm gonna shut the window. So all good. <laughs> cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, come here. What are you doing? Okay. All right. Moving forward. Um, so what do you have in the works right now? Like, are you producing? Like I said, yeah. I don't know tons about you. Um, so let me know, uh, like, what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I just finished an EP. It's a four-track EP. And I am super excited about it because most people do know me as a DJ, but little did they know this whole time I've been cooking up 
fire this whole time. I've actually That's produced sick. longer than I've DJed. And um, I went to school for it. I went to Garnish Music School out in LA that is more mainly accredited in the UK, but you know, they have, you know, I did an exam, I did everything and I passed and you know, it was really great experience. And then this whole time I've just been getting myself known just by DJing, doing streams, um, doing just even for shivers he was the first person i've ever done a mix for and i think that's what was the first thing that put me on the map because shivers to me is a legend i personally love his djing skills i love everything that he mixes he's insane so i was with vincent which is uh barracks which is my husband who also does music we uh we were in europe and we met up at a show that he was performing at and we met backstage we all spoke it was crazy because it was the first time I've been to Europe and I got to see all these like crazy dubstep legends like Suffletronic and Shivers and even Obey all these you know so many I can't even name right now <laughs> but uh, it was crazy seeing these guys for the first time especially when you've been listening to their music and then Shivers I, it was so funny because the first time I met him he went up to Vincent and he knows him from a while ago and he just tackles him and hits me on the head. I mean, obviously he didn't mean to hit me on the head, but I just looked at him. I was like, who is this guy? Like I, I probably gave him the most like stank face because I did not know who this guy was. And he just goes and hits me on the head. I was like, um, excuse me with like that, like death stare. And then I see it shivers. And then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. But, like with his accent, I can't even try to do it, but he's just so funny. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And then he said, yeah, I'm shivers. Nice to meet you, blah, blah. And that was history after that. You know, we started getting a conversation and I was like, yeah, I produce too. I sing, I do all this stuff. And he's like, um, definitely send me something when you're ready. So when he gave me that, when he said those words, I took that to heart and I'm like, bet I will definitely <laughs> get back to you and I'm going to do that. So I, uh, when I was staying in Europe, Vincent had these old CDJ 800 uh, with CDs. <laughs> so I learned how to DJ. Um, I had, I DJed before a little bit with a controller, but I wasn't like enough where I could record and just in one go and just be like, okay, this is perfect. Like how I can pretty much do now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but you know what I mean? Like I'm very, um, I think I could DJ very well personally. So when <laughs> I was there at the time, I did not. So I stuck myself it for two months, almost two months until I got that mix perfect. I just kept mixing and I was just so excited to finally just be able to learn. And I think being like learning with CDs made it much easier for me to translate that on the newer CDJs like 2000s because a lot of people kind of use like a another software like Recordbox or anything. But personally, I can just plug in my USB and go, which is really cool because if anything ever happens with Recordbox, um, you know, I can always just freestyle and DJ on the fly, no problem. But yeah, fucking so record box. <laughs> pain right? in the ass. <laughs> That's why it, it kind of got me away from like relying on like a program. It's like if anything happens, I'm good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I locked myself up. Just try. I almost wanted to throw away the CDJs like off the roof because I was so frustrated. I would record <laughs> for like 30 minutes and I'd be like, mm, no, I hear a little beat match mistake. I'm going to do the whole thing over again, you know, but finally I did it and I was proud. And then he put me on the map basically with my DJ and it actually got um, like 12,000, maybe more plays by now. 
and it's still one of my biggest mixes that I've done. And because of that, I was able to do, you know, like different streams for Pride Fest, Next Level, all these, all these other cool streams that I've been doing. Unfortunately, um, I haven't had too many shows this year because of COVID, but I did do my first drive-in um, in Denver, Colorado. I opened for Buku and Minnesota, which was really sick. And then I did a couple, um, you know, that one, let me, let me see, Iris in Georgia, which was a lot of fun. It was at capacity though. So they didn't allow many people and everybody was taking, you know, precaution, masks and everything. But, and then hopefully I'll have one by New Year's. So we'll keep a lookout for that. But lately, all I've been really focused on has just been my production, which is why I haven't really been releasing any more of the mixes because I'm finally able to be proud of what I've made. I've made a lot of songs before, but I never was, you know, it was never a song that I could be like, you know what, I would play this out. It's so sick. But I feel like these last couple, um, the CP actually, all of it, I'm so proud of it. And I play it live and just seeing everyone's reaction is the best thing because it's one thing to DJ and then it's another thing to know that like you made that song and you play it out and everyone's just going crazy to going it. wild like, oh, to it yeah shit. yeah that's just <laughs> that's like goals like this is exactly what I've been working for and then to actually see it manifest and come to reality that you know I did this like from nothing this was nothing and then now I've made it to like my little baby <laughs> my music baby that's what I call it and now I'm releasing <laughs> it out to the world so I'm really really excited to show everyone what I've got and even some collabs I have working in the works with um, Small B, obviously Barracks, if you know him, we're, we're doing a collab EP as well. And then Dave Scafetta and, you know, just some names. And yeah, so now that I have my own music, I'm going to be open to more collaboration and, you know, just getting even more music out there now that I have the work ethic and the flow. Because before that was the biggest thing was just kind of, taking forever like some of these tracks would I would mess with and I was like you know this is sick and then I just get so tired of it leave it out for a couple months go back and you know just a whole year with the CP going back and forth until finally I um, finished and now I'm super excited to send it out hopefully give it to a good home there's no release date yet because I'm trying to find a home for it but um, definitely excited I definitely know that it's got potential so yeah that's what I have so far working on that's really cool um i really like that you made that first mix and you like perfected it and i think that's why i like the business side of the music industry because i don't have that drive to like keep going and going i like give up on projects not like super easily i'm actually very good at a lot of things i'm just not really good at one thing and i think it's probably because I don't have that dedication to, you know, get perfect it, but like, I know how to DJ, but I'm not that good at it. You know what I'm saying? So it's really right, cool right. that you like put your mind to it and you stuck to it. And that's what I, my, my little sister, like, I really am proud of her for, you know, mm. going through with continuing to practice. Cause I didn't have that work ethic. So that's really, that's really dope that you, you were, you were like, I, th I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? There's, I'm, I'm not yes. giving up. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm doing. So well, I really, a little backstory. Cool. 
Thank you. A little backstory on how I even got that dedication was when I was little, I was kind of always in um, entertainment. Like my sister, she would always sing. She had all these like show choir and like, you know, just all these shows that I would go to and see her. And I'm like, I want to do that. That sounds like so much fun. So she's um, 10 years older than me. And she was kind of an inspiration growing growing up. She would show me all this new music. And when I was in like fourth grade, I did like a talent show and I sang and I did tap dance, even though I didn't even know how to tap dance, I completely winged it. And everyone was clapping, it's so funny. And then I got into musical theater as a kid. So I, um, you know, just singing and performing. Then I, then I did choir for like five years and then show choir, I would perform at Disney for my high school to sing like candlelight and just, you know, just, I've always kind of been like on stage getting solos. Like I've always had that, um, I guess you can say the entertainment industry always appealed to me. I've always known that I wanted to be on stage even since I was like in fourth grade, you know? But then, um, so when I was singing, cause that's what I did first before I DJed, before I produced, I was just a singer, which is still sick. You know, I love singing, but, um, I went to the studio out in LA, someone, uh, my friend, he, he just got me in the studio, paid for everything. And I was like, oh, thank you. He really believed in me. And then the main studio guy kind of messed him over and kind of screwed him over, but that's a story for another time. Long story short, (laughs) he wanted me to be a product. And as awesome as that is, I, it's different for other people. Some people might like it. That's great. But me personally, just for my artist integrity, I was like, I don't want to be a product of somebody else. And it's cool to, to learn and, you know, get somebody else that's professional and been doing it for a long time and get their advice. But uh, it's like, let me just put him to perspective. He'd be like, electronic music is going to die <laughs> like to my face. I was like, you know, I want to do this kind of music. I would show him. And he was like, no, that's nothing. You should just stick to R and B. Like electronic music is only going to die. And that music in particular is only dying. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm very Whatever, respectful. Bro. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I was respectful because I know he was older. So I was like, you know, okay. But after that, I was just like, never again am I going to have a man tell me what or like what to do or what not to do. Because he had, he had the song written. He had everything already written. All I had to do as an artist was go into the studio and learn the song and sing it. That's all I had to do. I didn't have a say in what kind of style I want, what kind of songs I wanted for, so, you know, so I was just like their products. So then after that, I was like, definitely not doing that again. I went to school for music production. I was like, I want to do my own, like this, if I'm going to do what I want to do, like, I want to make sure I'm doing it. So, you know, if it's good, if it's bad, like, at least I have, like, I know it's me, like, this is a hundred percent unapologetically me, you know? So that's kind of why the, where the drive kind of started from, where I was just like, okay, like I got to get to producing. I actually had someone tell me, um, you know, like, why don't you make music? Why don't you do something you love? And then you hear that and it sounds so cliche, but you just hear it from the right person. And it's like a mind blown. You're just like, wait, why am I not doing something that I love as a living? Like, why am I chasing something that I really am not in it a hundred percent? So that's, that's kind of where that drive came from. And then now I'm so impressed of myself because, you know, it's really cool. It's really good to, to compare yourself to other people, but um, you can kind of be down on yourself, especially 
if you're up and coming because you're just like, oh man, like I want to be like this. Oh my gosh, they're making things 10 times better. But then you look at your stuff that you made in the beginning and you compare it to how, you know, all the stuff you made in the beginning compared to now. And it's like night and day. Like, I can't believe the stuff I'm making. <laughs> like I'm really excited and I'm really, I can't wait to show the world what, what I've been working on really. Yeah, that's tight. Um, it's cool that you can like, I even listen to my friends' tracks and from, you know, like 10 years ago when they were producing and I would have a ton of people like send me tracks and they would kind of just be shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, now like since they they're still producing, like they're starting to like, or they obviously have already like improved, but um, it's cool to watch yourself develop and, um, you know, learn new ways to bend and like do shit to make us a, a track you know what I'm saying and using yeah. all the different plugins and stuff so yeah, yeah that's dope. I just got some new ones for Black Friday and it's just every time I feel like oh man I have all these plugins I'm like nope I need this one <laughs> I need all of them <laughs> I try to get as many as I can obviously I can't but yeah it's it's really fun when you can get enhancers to for your music yeah for sure um I'm having a really good time talking to you. I'm like, I could just talk to her forever. Uh, how, oh, do you per <laughs> how do you pronounce your name? Is it Camille? Yeah, that's my real okay. name, Camille. Okay, cool. And then um, I did. I think Chelsea did tell me that Barracks was your husband, but you're yeah. going to have to tell him that he's going to be a guest in the future. So Absolutely. let him know. <laughs> um, and that's cool that you guys can, like I... Um, like I mentioned, my, you know, my ex, him and I would always go to shows together. So yeah. that's really cool that you guys can like learn off of each other. And you have this passion that can kind of like keep you guys excited about even, you know, like your relationship and shit. Like it, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it really helps um, for that. But you're mentioning that you were into, in, you know, entertaining your whole life. So I also was. And so I went to school for like ballet. Um, Ooh, which that's also, so cute. I love that. Yeah. I went to community college for four years and I was on the dance company. Um, I eventually just got my bachelor's two years ago. So I was like, so thank you. I went back to school for two years, but originally I was a dancer and my sister is seven years younger than me. So, um, I was an inspiration to her. So like I, your story about that just reminded me kind of of myself and my sister and, you Aww. know, be, being wanting, wanting to be a performance. Um, but me, I like uh, networking. I like talking to people if you couldn't tell. <laughs> so yeah, um, you're really good at it. I'm also enjoying the time talking with you. As uh, well. Sweet. Um, we'll have to chat a little more um, in the future too. Uh, Absolutely. So I just got a new job and it's customer service. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like, you were talking about doing what you love and I just love my new job and it's yes. people yeah, calling in and they're asking questions about health insurance. And that's what I, that's what I do for a, a day job, but right, I just right, right. really love helping and talking to people. And I'm, and I talk to so many cool people and we have like great conversations. So um, I just realized I do do what I love. So that's exciting. Thank you for helping me realize that. I appreciate that. Um, absolutely my pleasure what have you done for like have you had a, a day job or have you just gone to school oh yeah 
No, no, no. I've, I've had day jobs. I actually, um, there's an agency out in LA called 24-7 Talent or Poured. They're really good agencies that would help me get jobs. Um, so if anyone's out in LA and needs a job, <laughs> let me know because I could hook it up. But they're, it's more luxury retail, but you could do like they have different things. Like they even have events for stagecoach or like, you know, it'll be like short-term kind of jobs. But if you have both agencies, you'll never be without a job because there's always something going on. So I would say 24 seven is more like, you know, they don't pay that much, but they give you a lot of work. But my favorite that I've worked on has been poured. So I got to work at a lot of like really nice um, stores. Um, one is Uncommon James for... Kristen Cavallari. I don't know if you know her, but yes. she was on the hill. Yeah. So I worked for her actually. And I, I worked at the uncommon James, which is the baby clothing, but I also worked at the jewelry and I actually got to manage that for a bit. Then I got to work at Mignon Gavignon, Gucci, like all these crazy, amazing opportunities. And they even have like, um, for events. Um, I'm trying to think of the designer but they had an event at somebody like at some mansion. It was, you know, you just get these crazy opportunities. That it's just like a typical LA movie. It's insane. I'm just like, where am I? This isn't real life, especially coming from Florida. <laughs> but it definitely was a really great experience because, you know, I got to work with all types of people and get, you know, learn how to deal with, especially being in a management position, you definitely have to deal with all these different types of personalities and even complaints and customers and everything. So it, I feel like um, that's kind of the business side on my shoulder as well. I really like, it, it interests me to do the business side. Um, so I definitely wanna learn more about the music business. I have, you know, in school I did learn some, but I'm thinking of just taking some free classes online or just learning myself, reading some books. But um, yeah, definitely just been doing that as my day job. But what I like about it is that, like I said, I never get bored. It's not just like one job for like two years, three years. It's just like different types of jobs. So, you know, it, it just kind of freshens things up and it gives me an opportunity to take, you know, to make a lot of money and then not work for a little bit just because I'm able to do more music. And that's because if I, if I had to work like what I was working before two jobs, like working at a car dealership and working at, um, you know, a call center or this and that, it, it was just way too much. I'd come home. I could not work on music. I've probably been, if I was still doing that life, I would probably be not even finished with my EP. I would, yeah. you know, so especially during COVID, I've had a lot of, you know, time to work on music. And then also with my other job before, before COVID, I was able to kind of take some, some time off because I would make enough money to just kind of chill for a bit. And yeah, so I was really fortunate to, to, to have that. Yeah, that's cool. Um... I'm so <laughs> I have been trying to start doing segments. So here, actually, let me preface this. So I am a big fucking dork. So I'm 36 years old and I am obsessed with like YouTube and the like LA YouTube life of like yeah. fucking like last night 
I watched the Jake Paul fight and like I lost my mind because he knocked the fuck out of Nate Robinson. And I don't know. I, I know he's controversial, but like I just love what like they're fucking millionaires. They spend their money and all this shit. Like it's just kind of like following, you know, somebody's life that you don't have. So um, when you were talking about L.A. and being in the, yeah, like the entertainment industry, like I always have wanted to. I don't know, move to LA and just live that lifestyle. Um, but I'm so old. So I'm like, I don't no, know. No, you're never <laughs> too old. Are you kidding me? No, if anything, it's so much fun because you'll see people from all different age groups. Obviously, if you're like a 18 and over club, maybe it might be a little lame because there's a lot of like really young, but most events, it's all ages and it's always fun. And you're not even old. So you can still have fun and do your thing and just go to LA, even if you don't live there. Because right now it's, kind of bad they're doing another lockdown and, yeah you know they I've I, my sister still lives there and um you know uh Josh from Motstep we were talking to them um at this drive-in show with Vincent and he was saying how he forgot how it's like to like sit in a restaurant you know and it's yeah. crazy because you know in Florida it's been <laughs> I kind of forget there's a pandemic besides the mask you know because you have yeah. to wear a mask everywhere and take precautions but I just realized how fortunate I am because if I was in LA it would be 10 times worse right now so I'm actually thankful to be here and be able to save money and and work on music and just kind of take a break because when you're in LA you're just non-stop hustling and even though I'm hustling still it's a different kind of hustle like I don't have to worry about you know rent all the time because that's really expensive in LA and just yeah you know surviving <laughs> but here I'm able to kind of relax save money and make music so in a way COVID was even though this was one of the hardest years of my life and I'm sure everyone else it was also one of the best so it's been kind of bittersweet how everything kind of worked out dude for me too like my ex and I broke up um at the beginning well December I, like a year ago and then COVID hit. And so I had to like learn how to be single and find myself like all through the beginning of the year, like yeah. quarantined. I've been working from home. So like, and then I just moved into like a bigger apartment. Um, I don't know. I've just made all these like crazy changes. So the end of 2020 is actually turning out to be really dope for me. So I, it's, yeah, I feel you on that. That's sick. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad. Guys... I feel like everyone needs time for themselves, no matter who you are. You definitely need time for yourself before you get into some another series. Because before Vincent, I was single for about two years, and those two years were the best because I not obviously the best are with him, but I'm saying before it was the best for my relationship now because I got to just find myself as well and just be happy and content with myself so then I can share that happiness with someone else because I yeah. remember before I wasn't really so I would have that dependency or that kind of like you know I, I don't really know how to explain I just wasn't like I didn't really know who, my, who I was and I, I didn't really like enjoy like I did enjoy myself but it's just different than how it was when I actually like okay I need to just spend time on myself and learn to love myself and learn to just do whatever I got to do and then being focused and being motivated the bright person comes along and then it's always when you least expect it <laughs> because every time I was single and I want I was like oh it'd be nice to date I would always attract the wrong partners and then it's just when I did not want anyone to date and I was like on my shit focus that I got Vincent so you just never know how life works 
<laughs> yeah. Um, you were talking about how Florida, y'all be wilding over there, but we be wilding over here in Arizona too. <laughs> right? <laughs> but there's like Florida and Arizona fucking most COVID cases. So that's I pretty know. funny. Oh we be wilding over here too, girl. <laughs> um, I see like, I watched, I don't know, the Nelk boys. <laughs> They're crazy, but they went, they go to Florida just to go party. Like, oh because you can go party, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like, like it's bringing more people too, which is not yeah. good, but I understand why people are coming here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what is a dream fest that you would want to play? That, I mean, Lost Lands, come on. Well, that's Lost like, Lands, that, obviously, yeah. That's like a number one goal. I mean, Hopefully one day I'm going to we'll get, get you out there, into girl. existence. Yes, I'm we putting got it out into existence. Let's go. <laughs> yes, manifest this shit. Yes. <laughs> um, that would be amazing. I had somebody, I asked, well, you saw, I asked for some people to submit questions. I did get one question, so I'm going to ask you that question. It's a random question. Um, what was your favorite childhood toy? What? Okay, yeah. that's so. I let me see. My favorite childhood toy was a unicorn. I don't know why, but it was just like cute. stuffed animal unicorn that my mom gave me, and it was just so cute. I loved it. But that was so random. I love it. You're right. <laughs> I because I'm an old bitch. I I had like the Ghostbusters like station wagon. And oh, then, so cool. yeah, and then I had like a ton of Ninja Turtle shit. <laughs> so those were mine. <laughs> oh my God. Um, See, mine are like basic. I'm like, oh, mine's a unicorn. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> remember anything else, honestly. I'm sure I had I, cooler toys, but I don't remember any. <laughs> I had, there were these little um, stuffed animals, actually. They were called puffalumps, and they were made out of this weird, like, I don't even know what kind of material maybe like a nylon material. So like you could get it wet or whatever. And it wasn't like the fabric was weird. But hmm. now that you say you're a unicorn, I'm remembering my dinosaur and his name was Dino the Dino. So. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any hidden talents like party tricks? Let me think. So party tricks. Wow. Let me see. I know I have this car trick, but it's been so long. I've been not farting for a good minute, just locking myself and producing. So I'm trying to think of like a good party trick, but I can't. But I remember there was this car trick that I could convince anyone to pick the card that I want and make them think that I was psychic. Awesome. <laughs> but I, I gotta rem I gotta remember how to do that. It's been a it's been a good minute. But usually, uh, let's see, just something that's not party trick that's kind of a hidden talent or hidden. I mean, not a lot of people know that I can sing. I know I mentioned it earlier, but not a lot of people actually know that I can sing. So it's going to be exciting because I sang on two, uh, well, I sang on one of my tracks in the EP, but I sang on two ones with Vincent and it, I love it. It has more of like an old school, um, dub, like melodic dubstep. And the other one's more of like, it kind of takes influence of like Neuro, which is more of Vincent's kind of style. He loves Neuro, which I do too, but I, I never really make it as much as I love it. 
But um, yeah, so it, it was really cool to collab with Vincent and obviously sing on it. So definitely keep a lookout on those and the cool. EP that yeah. I'm working on. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you if you have done vocals for any of your tracks. So that's cool. I'm glad you answered that question. Um, I can yeah. actually sing kind of because Woo! I'm not really good at like one thing, but I'm okay at a lot of things. I um, My sister and I do karaoke. That's so and much she, fun. She has a pretty voice too. So we always go to karaoke at gay bars. Like it's really oh, not those are an so option. Much fun. Yeah, it's not oh. an option to go to a non-gay bar to do karaoke because everyone is so like stoked and like into it and dancing. Yes. And, like, the vibe is kar- gay karaoke. That's my shit. <laughs> That sounds so much fun. That reminds me of Westwood in um, California. It's kind of the same same vibe where it's just like the gay bars are the best for that kind of stuff. And it's just, they're all just loving it and having the best times. Like, how can you not go? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was prefacing something earlier. I've been watching, I like, list, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts from influencers that live in L.A., so I'm going to do, um, I'm going to try to do this. Um, let's see. My first segment was Emily. And I would play um, a drum and bass artist interview. And she had to guess based on their accent who it was. So oh, we're no. not going <laughs> to make this too hard for you, actually. So I found some dubstep tracks and I'm going to give you a lyric and you have to tell me what track it is. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Oh my God. I hope I get some right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've picked some really easy ones. So I'm sure you'll know at least a few of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. This will be easy. Okay. So the, um, let's see, hold on. I, and I'm, I'm going to have to try not to sing it. So you know what I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to say the words say instead the words of instead singing of... the words. Okay, perfect. Okay. Okay. When I touch Mike, I see the men scatter, scatter as if I had a clutch on the magnum. Oh my goodness. Um, That's what I actually, it, I'll give you a clue in a second. <laughs> okay. I said the word, I said the title of the song in the, in the lyric. <laughs> really? What? Oh, I'm just thinking really. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find. It. Let's see. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about this one. Maybe I'll skip this one. Okay, it's um, Skrillex Scatta featuring Bear Noise and Foreign Beggars. Beggars. Oh no! I actually don't know that one. It's. So let's see. I'm not going to wrap it. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to move forward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Let's see here. A lot of these are just like too easy, kind of. Um, ooh, I love that song. Okay. Girl, when we're in bed, act like a hoe. Ho, when we're in bed, act like a hoe. Girl, take example from these bitches. In bed, act like a hoe, but first do the dishes. Wow. No, I actually don't know this one either. That sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and when I tell you who it is, you're going to be like, fuck, that makes so much is sense. It, wait, is it Borgor? Because I feel like yes. he would say, okay, I knew it would be something with Borgor. <laughs> His raunchy ass lyrics. Raunchy ass. Yeah. That's so funny because I went to a show in Orlando. Okay, this is kind of bad, but there, there were... <laughs> A lot Mr. of girls is going so wild. Okay, go wild, which is fun because that's like his, his, you know, that's kind of his brand. It's on brand. All these girls going wild to his songs. But there was a girl that was just just got so messy to the point where Borgor <laughs> had to kick her off the stage because she was just so messy. I felt so bad because I can't imagine being more like more ratchet enough for Borgor when <laughs> he has a song called if you're ratchet and you know it clap your ass you know what I mean like so it's so it's so funny I was just like what is going on this is an experience for sure it's kind of crazy because like a lot of the time Borgor has a girlfriend which a lot of people don't know yeah which is weird because like my friend Nick Sluggo like they have produced together and they're like buddies so I just like know a lot of people through him and I just know that Borgor usually always has like a chick but yeah. he but he like is so promiscuous like with his music so I think that's yeah. pretty funny <laughs> it, it, it is because that's just like his brand like it's just yeah. crazy to think <laughs> I was like wait he actually has a girlfriend what <laughs> yeah yeah I saw him years ago but I saw um not too long ago for like a maybe like two three years ago recently I guess that's more recent for a fresh blood party and that was really fun it was a lot of the guys from fresh blood who just performed in LA for like an underground show so I ended up seeing him and he was with the girls so that's funny yeah okay next one murder on my mind it's time to pray to God my revolver is that religions the revolutions bond oh man <laughs> I've told you I'm probably not the best at this game <laughs> That's okay. It's good that I'm stumping you because it's, I thought you would get all of these. Cause if I wrapped it, like it should be, you would probably get it. Right, <laughs> like if I, right, my fluctuated the words. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, but right now I'm like my head, my head's going blank. So I'm just, that's like, okay. Um, I don't know this one. I, I still think these are fun. Um, it is purple Lamborghini Skrillex. Oh with my Ross. God. How did I forget? yeah because <laughs> I hear the I hear the music more than I hear the lyrics sometimes so if I heard like a snippet I'd be like oh yeah but man I know that's why I'm know? that's why I'm trying to stump you <laughs> well you stumped um, me the whole way <laughs> <laughs> let's see I'm gonna oh you know what actually there was one more let's see uh and this one I don't know if I don't know Okay. Okay. 
No, not that one. Here we go. All right, I'm ready. No fear, we are going skyward. We've just begun diving headfirst, going higher, straight for the sun against the odds. But oh, but go oh oh with the flow. Your heart is strong, made of gold. I'm so lost on these. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here. Yeah, no. Oh, that's just the title. <laughs> that's okay. You did good, girl. You did I good. tried. A for effort. <laughs> that was Adventure Club uh, with, featuring Cruella. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I closed it. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah, no, I yeah, I don't. I've seen Adventure Club a while ago, but no, I, I only know like their old school tunes. That was one of their old school. It was, yeah. Um, no, I don't know that one with Cruella, actually. <laughs> I was like, because I wanted to get to know you better to see like how like how far back with dubstep I could go for this game. So, and then I couldn't like, I couldn't log onto my computer. So I was like, fuck. So I was trying to do this while I've been talking to you. So I could have picked out some better ones, but. No, it's okay. I it's mean, all good. I tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> um, yeah, do you have any? Was... Go, go ahead. ahead. I oh, I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say briefly on that. Um, yeah, I. I guess just for to state, a lot of my biggest influences would be like Murata, Ominous. Uh, one of the best actual mix, or excuse me, dubstep mixes I've seen live was Rusko Back to Back Caspa. But of course, you know, Shivers, and I could probably name a lot more, but I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Yeah, I was going to ask you who your influences are. Um, I am not super into rhythm. Um, yeah. I'm familiar with it and actually I'm really good at DJing it because it's kind of easy to DJ <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying because mm -hmm. it's like very repetitive or whatever yeah kind of um, like house or techno it kind of has like either the same four on the floor or whatever so yeah I, I yeah. understand yeah absolutely um, well I guess I'm gonna wrap it up we've been chatting for almost an hour so I really wow. really really appreciate you taking time and I'm glad we got to connect and hopefully one day we can fucking party at a festival together um, i would love that yes Absolutely. cool we'll tell your mans that we're gonna have to schedule something for him too um in the future and uh do you have any questions for me yes so i just wanted to know how long you've also been with cyber group that's really interesting for me i would want to know sure so let's see I've known Emily, which is like the head drum and bass agent for almost like 15 years. Um, wow. We've been partying together. She used to live in Phoenix before she moved to San Diego. And then our graphics girl, Brandy, is like one of my best friends. I see her probably weekly. Um, and then I met Chelsea when Emily brought me on. So Emily brought me on as like a social media um type person so i would make posts and like hype new tracks up and shit like that uh right, right. and then i was doing the tuesday tuesdays and so i had to go into like the roster 
into all like 60 artists Facebook pages every week and see if they dropped a mix or a tune and it was fucking tedious as fuck but I did it and I kept doing it actually Camille so I put my mind to it because I wanted to (laughs) I wanted to get more into like the business side of the music um and then Chelsea was like I kind of want to start a podcast but she's like I I don't have she doesn't like being recorded (laughs) so we we figured out that she probably wouldn't be the best host um but I was like I've actually always wanted to start a a podcast I really like talking to people I my personality is kind of crazy um and the more I make these podcasts the more people are going to get to know me and then I'm just going to try and just continue being consistent and hopefully you know more people will start listening to it and people like my personality so um but like I said, this is the fourth podcast. And then Chelsea brought me on to dubstep about a month or two ago. So now I'm her junior agent as well. I don't have to do Tuesday, Tuesday, except for only Char- Chelsea's artists. So it was a year in August for my Cyber Groove anniversary. And nice. I have accomplished all of these new things within that time and I'm actually really proud of myself too (laughs) yes good everyone this this is like the perfect year for everyone to just grow and like focus on things that they would normally not focus on or couldn't have the opportunity to so that's good I'm glad to hear it yeah thanks so much for asking um anything else um so now that you're you said you're mainly more into drum and bass but you've had more knowledge with dubstep so now that are you going to be focusing more on drum and bass still or more on dubstep still or both or how is it well miss miss chelsea so i honestly um so it was drum and bass and then dubstep although i still like really loved drum and bass Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, I tur- I got into house like a lot. So house yeah. is kind of my vibe right now. Um, nice. Getting yeah. Groovy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but Chelsea is like, now that I'm actually part of the base team, um, and I'm under Chelsea's wing, uh, we're definitely going to be focusing on dubstep more. Uh, I just created a Spotify playlist actually. Um, it's posted on our page and I included, right. you know, a couple of tunes on Spotify from each of our artists. Uh, so yeah, all of my marketing ideas that I've come up with um, are definitely geared towards dubstep for, for the dubstep cyber groove team. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to working with you more. I am, you know, right after I'm done with my EP, I will make sure to send it over so you can add it to the playlist. And yes. yeah, hopefully I'll see, I'll hear more of you as well. Cool. Well, thank you again for taking some time to talk to me. And I also look forward to working with you more. I hope you have a lovely night. You too. Hopefully right, we thanks. can party soon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Thanks, Camille. Have, have a, a great one. night. You too. <laughs> thanks, bye. bye.